confidant, my ooh, my scientific, knowledgeable, <laughs> experimental. Ooh, give me a beaker. Ooh, ooh, give me a molecule. Ooh, MNRA, RNA. <laughs> Welcome to Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. I am your host, Kelsey Dara. And boy, is that log line truer than ever because we have such a fun episode today. We have a science educator, both on IG and TikTok, uh, over a half a million followers. Thank you very much. He's the creator of Lab Shenanigans, a brand that makes fun, easily digestible science content. So, you know, I can understand it. He graduated from the University of Texas at Austin and received a Bachelor of Science in Biochemistry and a Bachelor of Arts in Theater. Welcome to the podcast, Darion Gwynn. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I was focusing so hard on getting that Gwynn, the Gwynn, the G on the Gwynn. Thank you for bearing with me. You almost got it. Gwynn. Shit. Gwynn. When? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Darion, hi. Thank you for being here. You are a TikTok <laughs> star and you're so fun and you're already giving me so much energy. Tell me, how the hell did you get into science? Ooh. Girl. <laughs> okay. So I've always been into science, not going to lie. Like, I was, maybe she's born with it. Maybe ah! she is born with it. Yeah. And ah! so I have, I've always, <laughs> I've always been into science and math. Uh, and you know, I feel like I've just been surrounded by really good mentors growing up who helped foster this interest in science and made me like, like it even more. Um, but I think like shows like Bill Nye, the science guy at a very young age definitely helped a lot. Um, and yeah, I've just been surrounded by really good mentors who made me explore different areas of science that I didn't think I'd like, like the brain neuroscience and so that's what, what i'm interested in right now interested <gasps> in right now oh my gosh we've done so much conversation about neuroscience on this podcast weirdly enough like we do talk a lot really? about like vagina and culture and like women's <laughs> issues but weirdly we've also talked a ton about neuroscience i can't wait to dive into that but like here's my question if yeah, someone likes science right like i was really good at environmental science like mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell know that for sure but i was never Play. like let me make this a career like at what point were you like i'm Ooh. so good at this i should do this <laughs> professionally well, <laughs> i think it's it's that um intrinsic personality mm. of wanting to know wanting like just staying curious now i mean i, I was curious at a very young age I mean, I was gay, but, <laughs> but like always wanting to find out the answer of something and really just and so that's what i'm doing right now like i'm a i'm a research tech i'm doing research and i think i've always had this just innate curiosity of wanting to learn more mm. wanting to further understand this specific mechanism or phenomenon and mm. so it's just the constant state of of wondering and being curious that has mm. really pushed me to go into this field that's a really sexy quality to have i feel like <laughs> just also as like a partner right you want someone who's constantly curious of like how can i 
better something or figure out the engineering of this like relationship. And I just feel like that's a positive quality to have as a person as well. (laughs) But tell me what motivated you to study. I mean, I know you said you're doing research tech right now, but what is biochemistry? Like that's such a big word. What does it mean? Break it down for us, plebeians, us regular folk. (laughs) So uh, break it down now, y'all. Uh, two cops this time. No, uh, so- <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> so biochemistry. Think okay. So when we think of like chemistry, you know, we think of molecules binding together makes another molecule A plus B equals C. Uh, and then biology, we think of like living organisms and uh, microorganisms and cells and whatnot. And so biochemistry is literally the combination of biology chemistry, like where certain, uh, molecules or enzymes can react in this specific cell and it reacts this way. So, you know, when we, uh, we understand this specific characteristic of a molecule, we can make drugs that look like that molecule. So we have the same effect when we, <laughs> I'm like following, but to be honest, all those words you said, like molecule, cell, bio, I'm like, those aren't all the same thing. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Okay. So like like, bio, yes. I'm like, I even took my Adderall this morning and I'm like, I'm really trying here. Um, So tell me like biochemistry is, does that mean you're studying things like you mentioned, like how we can make like vaccines or whatever? I don't know if you mentioned that, but I saw it on your TikTok, but like. Are, are you studying things biologically with humans or biologically with anything that is a living organism? The latter, the latter. Definitely okay. the, the overall goal is to better the health of like the human species. Hmm. Um, the one thing, the one specific, um, I guess, project that I'm focusing on is I'm studying a very rare neurodevelopmental disorder. Tell me more. uh, This disorder in humans was discovered in 2016, and it's called, it's a mouthful, okay? Okay, we're ready. It's called the hypotonia ataxia and delayed development syndrome. Okay. Or had, or had syndrome for short. Okay. And so what I'm essentially doing is studying this syndrome, this disorder in mice. Okay. So... I'm like characterizing these mites and I'm further, further understanding them so that we can understand the mechanism of what's happening in their brains mm-hmm. and translate it and try to further understand it into humans. And ultimately, like we do these things so that we can, like you said, better the human race or like make us healthier. Mm-hmm. Like is the goal to make us live longer and forever or are we just trying to become indestructible or just like have a better time while we're here <laughs> for like 100 years? <laughs> Uh, I'm here for a good time, not long. Yeah. No, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, and I think with my specific project is to further understand the humans that have this disorder and in the future, you know, long-term how we can prevent it. I see. Prevent okay. It so further ooh. understand the development. Yes. Yeah. So you're trying to get it like right when it's happening. Like you're like, Ooh, we see something wrong with like what a baby, an yeah. embryo, a, like a fetus and then then we try to so fix it before it becomes out <laughs> it's right at gestation and you know there's a lot of like technologies now to 
see to choose what you know eye color i want mm-hmm. my baby to have and so there's this uh i mean long term we can try to uh make sure that there aren't any babies that have this specific syndrome or yeah. that aren't have other other genes that are affected so yeah you're like doing the lord's work casual got it got it got it okay but like tell me because <laughs> obviously you decided to start making content about this and i assume maybe your Definitely. theater degree has like a little bit to do with why you're yeah. so great at like <laughs> making content but what <laughs> provoked you? Was it just that, you know, Ooh. it's something you loved mixed with what everyone is doing now our age? Well, I just grouped me into your age. It's not true. <laughs> but like, you know, what, <laughs> what, what inspired you to make this kind of content for a platform that, you know, highlights dancing? <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, uh, it comes from a selfish reason, honestly. Um, at a very young age, um, I've always loved attention and I love entertaining other people. (laughs) Yes. And so that is like the primary goal. Like when I first started out on TikTok, which was 2018, 2019. Wow. And at the time it still had that, um, that musically residue. And so we all like, ew. The residue. We weren't, yeah. <laughs> Let's just download it for fun and not take it seriously. And so I downloaded it at its early stage of when it was actually TikTok. And I was like, let me just make content for myself just to put funny science content out there. And it really is just for my my purpose of trying to entertain others. Um, but also sprinkle some of my science content. And initially I had no intentions on staying long on this platform. It was just let me just do, let me just do the Lord's work and let me just throw up. <laughs> Healthy plebeians that didn't finish college. Yes. I'm just kidding. Let me just throw out some science content and then just walk away from it. And so that's actually what happened. I made a video, uh, about like mitosis using an audio clip from, um, what's the show called dance moms. And I made a video, uh, didn't open the app for like, a couple of days, I think a week probably. And I found out that video gained about 30, 40,000 likes. And I gained about, I think like 15, 20,000 followers based off that one video. It was so crazy. So then I thought, okay, maybe like I am doing something right. Maybe people do like this type of science content. And so I just kept doing it. And it really surprised me in the very beginning because, you know, like, Students go to school to learn this stuff, and when you come home from school, the last thing you expect is is wanting to learn more, like to see this content again. And so it really surprised me that these students like science content, and so I just kept doing it, and it really just grew bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. and just kept now going you're at crushing it. it. Like you're, <laughs> I I just love how you can literally make any trend into a video about science. Like I'll hear a noise and I'm like, there's no way he's about to. And then somehow I'm like, oh, yep, <laughs> fit it in. And it makes it really relatable and fun. And like for someone like me who dropped out of three colleges, never passed a science class in her life, except for environmental, environmental sciences in high school, because I got to take care of the gerbils. And I think that's probably the only reason why I got to pass. It makes it really understandable and and relatable. But now I have to know, like, my biggest question is, like, what the heck does your schedule look like? Because, one, you're on TikTok. 
doing like your thing then the next one you're in a science lab yeah. then you're on like a brand trip with johnson and johnson meeting your heroes then you're like back in a dorm room and i'm like <laughs> what is going on with your calendar <laughs> uh so surprisingly it's very chill i um i don't okay so when i talk to other content creators they have like a very strict schedule of nine o'clock i wake up drink coffee nine thirty, i play in concert for the rest of the day uh, 10 o'clock go and i'm like Honestly, I I just make videos of whenever I'm in the mood. Um, oh, but yeah. for the most part, like I spend majority of my time in lab, and then before I leave lab, uh, well, in the middle of the day while like I'm doing experiments. Some experiments can be very repetitive, where like I'm mm. literally just doing this yeah. <laughs> for like an hour or two. Sure. And that's when a lot of like the creative sparks really happen, ah. and so while like my thoughts are like incubating and like um being marinated i have like i'm making like blueprints of how i'm going to execute the next video and so while i'm doing my experiments and then before i leave lab i generally make all my videos at night like midnight 1 a.m 2 a.m and i feel like because i had so much time to kind of prepare and prep i just do it really quickly like in five ten minutes and then Mm. i just let it sit out and yeah. then uh, with all of these brand sponsorships and trips and whatnot, I plan those like a month in advance. And so I will try to do it like on the weekend or something so that it doesn't interfere with my lab work. But if I need to, then I can go on a weekday and then make up the lab work on like the weekend. And so I, I'm a very, even though I, I, I'm like go with the flow and I don't plan, I plan kind of low key in advance. Okay, I was going to ask, what's your sign? Because you're giving me, like, Capricorn, but also Leo. Like, I can't figure out who you are. <laughs> I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra. Oh, no and, like, way! <laughs> and I get so much shit for it because every time, like, my colleagues and I or, like, my friends and I, we decide to go somewhere. Like, where should we eat? And it, for some reason, it's always up to me to decide where to go. And I'm just like... <laughs> I don't know. I want A, but B sounds good. But I like the food from A. Hmm. Exactly. You so are. I'm, a very, I'm a very indecisive person. So but I get it, so much shit for it. Almost like with what you do, though, the Libra like balance is such it makes so much sense. And even in like science, you have to be hella objective. Like, I don't think a Leo could ever be a famous scientist because we're too fucking emotional. <laughs> we're too like obsessed with ourselves or like a cancer might like just absolutely die if something went wrong in the lab. Like, I think Libras are the perfect type of scientist. Agree or disagree? It's- <laughs> <laughs> It's funny you say that because I know I know a friend who is a Leo and who is pursuing a PhD, but he's not happy. And so he's actually quitting go. his PhD program. There you go. There you go. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so like tell me why science is cool because with the panini pandemic patricia happening i feel like all of a sudden everyone thought they had a degree everyone's like just googling one thing at a time like all of a sudden they know and can spit facts like as someone who literally works in a lab what were you like Mm. how was your what was your thoughts over the pandemic (laughs) um definitely i was just kind of it's it's hard to explain sometimes like the exact mechanism of how vaccines work of how you can get covid um and so 
And it's kind of like trying to explain the rules of a very complicated board game like Catan to a person <gasps> I love who Catan. doesn't. I, I know. Same we here. will play. We will jump online <laughs> and play. Okay, sorry. Go, it's on. like <laughs> it's like trying to explain the rules of this board game to a person who doesn't even want to play the board game, you know? Mm. And so the more that you're trying to explain the rules, they're just like, well, I heard from this other person that Catan's boring or like the way that you have to do this is this. And so they're very, they're very stubborn with their thoughts. And, mm. um, and it, it's trying, it, it's kind of hard to try to break it down to a more simpler form if you don't even want to hear it. Mm. Uh, and so that was very frustrating on like, on, on our part. Um, and I know that with research, the reason why I love it so much is because we're trying to learn the rules of the board game, if you will, like <laughs> we're trying to under further understand how does this board game work? Why does it work like this? And, you know, as, as a little kid, we always love like the big explosions of like in science experiments and mixing chemicals mm -hmm. and it's it is kind of low-key like that with my everyday <laughs> experiments but on a smaller scale it, there sure. aren't any explosions but it's always cool to like slice the mouse brain and like take a closer look and then we're adding these little what are called like antibodies with fluorophores that like light up and so when we look at these brains under the microscope different parts of the brain do light up and that for, that is really cool. Like my little inner five, six year old self is like so happy, gleaming with joy. And so that's, that's why I love research because like it's these small little experiments that's helping me fuel my curiosity of like wanting more, wanting more. Cause I'm a little greedy and <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> and I just want to learn more and try to understand this mechanism. <laughs> wow. I can't, I can't imagine how frustrating it must have been like literally to be in the field of science for the last two years, but then also have to be focusing on like what you're doing. Like it must have felt mm -hmm. like double duty. Like were your friends and family constantly like texting you like, is this vaccine safe? Should I get it? Like, what do you think? Like, do I have Corona? No, like, yeah. were you overwhelmed? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually wasn't overwhelmed. I mean, the very common question was like, what's the difference between like a rapid test and PCR? Which one should I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the answer is if you want a very reliable answer, a very reliable test, PCR. It is a little bit longer, but PCR is the way to go. Thank you for clarifying for all the people out there who are still confused two and a half years later. Um, I have to like skirt, like rewind back to something you said a moment ago where you said you yeah. um sliced mouse brain how yes, yes, does yes, one yes. slice a mouse brain <laughs> so okay you know when you go to the like when you go to the deli section of, like a grocery store and you know <laughs> and this is a bad analogy but it really is the best way to explain it and you know how you're like i want Hmm. I went the ham sandwich. So yes. they got the big old, big old piece of meat and they have like a little slicer, right? Yes. So it really, it, we have a machine that literally is like that, where we have a, a blade that like moves and you, we really are cutting 
the brain into different slices and the only difference is that i mean they're like minor differences where we have to keep specifically for my experiment i have to keep the brain frozen Mm. so the brain is frozen solid and i'm just like cutting the brain slices and i have a little tweezer and i'm collecting this little little (laughs) little sections and i'm putting them in like a little pool of saline solution but it is so cool i've been doing this for (laughs) I like I've that. Been this for yeah, a long yeah. time, and I love it. That is like <laughs> legit, so like surgeon and science mixed together. But what is like the reason why we use? Is it just mice, rats, gerbils? Like, why do we use those for biochemistry? Like cutting brain sections, or like why do or... we use mice to like understand oh. what could be then translated to a human brain? I guess like gotcha, are we gotcha. close to mice brains? Confidants, my sweet confidants. Quick break to tell you it is 2022. It is the year of taking care of ourselves. We have all been through it. So you know I'm here to talk about better help, baby. Better help, my favorite platform, which is an online therapy platform that you can use to get through so many things that are interfering with your happiness. Things like LGBTQIA plus matters, grief, anger, family issues, they got it all. You can be matched with a licensed counselor in under 48 hours and getting therapy started for the new year. Y'all always know I'm saying therapy should be affordable and accessible to everyone and BetterHelp does just that. My new therapist is teaching me EFT technique, which is called emotional freedom technique. I mean, they are just loaded with knowledge. I'm absolutely obsessed with her and I do therapy every single week. And I want you to start living a happier life today, which is why you're going to get 10% off of your first month of therapy when you use code CI. That is 10% off your first month when you use code CI by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. And join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash ci so um i mean to to some extent yes like the um really the answer is just feasibility it's um it's much cheaper uh mice they breed much much faster uh i mean like the closest animals like we look at like other um like monkeys The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from 30 doll hairs, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I can confirm this. I'm actually wearing Quince pants right now. You are. They are so, they're they're loose, they're breezy. These babies have a button, a fly, drawstring, and elastic in the band. So I can like, I can dress them up, I can dress them down. Yes. They are, they're the perfect 
pant for summer and I'm really comfortable as hell in them. Honestly, I am wearing the Quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now. Oh my God. I know. I think it's so cute. It does not tarnish. It is so comfy and I have sensitive ears so I'm really loving this for my body. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Kelsey for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Kelsey. Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? <laughs> you are talking to two sober Sallies. You know Zach and I love to drink recess zero-proof craft mocktails because it's a guilt-free way to unwind. It has 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, and it is sweetened with agave because y'all know I got that sugar addiction. It has incredible flavors. One of my favorites is the grapefruit Paloma. The Paloma is actually one of the last drinks I was drinking when I was drinking alcohol. So this is like a nice little nostalgia moment and it still feels really fun in my hand. And there's no reason we should be missing out on the partying either. It's such a good replacement for alcohol, a great drink for having in between alcoholic drinks, unwinding at home, at dinner parties, chilling on the couch. It is endless. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. But it's just monkeys take a cost a lot of money to breed, um, to maintain rats or rats and mice. Whereas like each generation, like they can, they only take three weeks to, to get pregnant and deliver. Oh my babies. God. Yeah, what? exactly. It's, it's so quick. <laughs> it's so quick. And so, you know, you can have like grandparent mice, like in the span of like two, three months. And so it's super, super quick. And so um, it's so cheap and we can house a lot of mice in like one small confined area. Mm. Um, they're super easy to take care of. Um, what else? And they're small, they're tiny. It's just like a lot of, a lot of the pros outweigh the cons. Mm, I see. And this also might be a dumb question, but when no, you take no. a brain, well, you're saying you're being sweet, but like when you take a brain, <laughs> out of a mouse and then you uh -huh. freeze it and then yeah. you're slicing it and doing things to it to like test things is the brain right. still working because don't you detach no. it and then doesn't it just become a fleshy ball of meat <laughs> no that, that that really is a good question and okay. it's honestly there are not there are no dumb questions i promise you oh, so <laughs> i the reason why we freeze it it's like as if like we're freezing in in time and so we don't want any of the cells to die. So that's ah. actually why we freeze it to preserve everything. It's like as if I'm taking a camera and I'm taking a picture and it's like at that moment, none of, none of the cells are dead. Everything is in place. Everything is intact. Okay. That's and is that why? That's a very Thank you. I know this is like not on my <laughs> list of questions, but I'm like, we're down this rabbit hole or I should say mice hole too far. But like, is that why rich people <laughs> want to put their heads on ice? Cause they think in the future, they're going to be able to find a way to like turn their heads back on. <laughs> Ooh, you know, may uh, maybe I can't speak on their behalf, but I think that is, <laughs> that is their objective. And I, I'm not too sure about the science about that, but yeah. I know that it costs a lot of money to try to maintain a human frozen, a frozen human body. 
Yeah, that just seems like a lot of work and refrigerator energy and like, just let me go into the ground. I don't know. But it does make me wonder like what you feel as like a young person in this field seeing so much, um, like I had to imagine seeing the vaccines come so quickly and work so effectively was like a big deal and seeing how rapidly science is evolving. Like, what are you excited about with what you do that like can come from how quickly and like intelligently we are moving forward in the field of science? Ooh, well, you know, when we look at the bigger picture of my project, I'm trying to understand specifically how um, one region of the cerebellum is developing. And so I'm further trying to understand uh, how this, the cerebellum is developing in these patients that have this syndrome. Mm -hmm. Now, the more that we understand this, the development of this region of the brain, the more we can try to, I guess, make it even better in like a neurotypical person, or like maybe we can further enhance some of the properties of this brain in a more healthy or neurotypical person. Um, and so, I mean, we can make, more medication or better medication to to pinpoint other regions of this brain and try to to better it or optimize our our capabilities. Mm. And do you think that's something that'll happen in our lifetime? Um, ooh, honestly, I you know mm, I want to say <laughs> realistically, no. It's just like. Baby steps. Like, that's sure. my my project is, like, baby steps to, like, the grand scheme of things of everything. Yeah. And, like, you talk about being in a lab a lot. And I just watched this one movie where there was, like, two boys, like, college was ending and one was a scientist. And he accidentally left his that's refrigerator me by open. That's that's <laughs> And then they fall in love and they were gay the whole time. Gay science. No, I'd, I'd watch that movie for sure. But like he left his fridge open and then they went out and partied. And like the whole story was him trying to get back to the lab. But like things kept happening in the night of shenanigans where like he was so worried about losing his. What was it? I don't even remember what he was refrigerating, but they made it back and they closed the fridge and his thing was saved. And it's like. Do you, is that like how you work where it's like you can't leave or do you end your trials and get like a vacation and get to go to Hawaii or like, how does your life work in terms of bettering oh, science? <laughs> that, that is so funny that you mentioned that story. I don't know what movie it is, but that is honestly something that I would do. Where like, if I'm like leaving a lab, I'm like, oh, holy moly, I left the fridge open. And I would like run back and it really is like these fridges, you don't understand, like these fridges can reach below temperatures of like negative 80 degrees. And so they're really, what? really cold. Holy shit. In fact, I, I store my brain samples in those freezers and you know, if these freezers are left open, everything is thawing out. And if these brains are thawing, then exactly the brain cells are dying. And so then at that point, they're no longer to look at, they're like no longer good to look at. And like, it's very important that we preserve the brain tissues because some of these, some of these brain samples are like three, six month year old, wow. old month old <laughs> mouse brains. And so we definitely, you know, don't have time to, I mean, we have time, but we'll waste more money trying to right. these mice. 
And so uh. um, a lot of my, um, when it comes to my lab work, my ethic, it's the complete opposite of my social media ethic of like, <laughs> you know, of like, social media i'm like i post whenever i want to whereas in lab i'm very meticulous with all mm. of my projects and all my experiments okay and i like plan all my most of my experiments like three four months in advance and so um it, it's very important that you stay consistent with a lot of the experiments because mm-hmm. one thing that we do in this this field is we're always double checking each other's work. So mm. like, you know, if I do this one experiment, if someone on the other side of the world is doing the same experiment, are they able to replicate my results? <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So if they're able to replicate my results, then it just indicates that, okay, this is, that's, that's how it is. But if someone on the other side of the world is like, mm, this scientist said that if they did experiment a, they got these results, but I just did that experiment and I got totally different results. Well, it's either they did something differently, I did something differently, or maybe they didn't do it correctly, or maybe they made up the results. And so we're always double checking to make sure that the science is correct. Is it true? And it's it's really good. It's kind of like check and balancing Bounces, each other, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and that Ooh, seems come like- on, I, history I'm major. Like, Okay, listen to me. Uh, I don't mean to keep, like, relating what you do back to, like, coronavirus, because I know that's not why we're fucking here to talk about that. But I'm so fascinated by, like, when the vaccines were rolling out, and there was sort of this conversation, like, and we're sharing the information and knowledge across the globe, and that's why it was able to be rolled out so fast. Mm. But then you hear things that, like, America was gatekeeping information and, like, and keeping vaccines away from other countries. And it's like, where does the politics come in with that? Because it Ooh. sounds like the community is supposed to be very collaborative. Right, but also, right. you know, one country like Russia or China, who we're constantly competing against, like, might want to be able to cure this disease or disorder that you're working on first. So like, where did the bigger picture politics lie? (laughs) You know, I'm probably not a really great spokesperson when it comes to this topic, but when, when I first joined a lab, I joined um, solely because of my, my interest in in research and understanding science. Um, But then I soon learned from my higher ups that uh, research and funding labs in general is very, very political. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's very political. Uh, the only way a lab can run and function is if we get funding, if we get money right. to, to keep operating. And so uh, it very is political. And in the middle of this pandemic or when it happened, it really was like kind of like all hands on deck. Let's try to help mm. each other. Mm-hmm. to some extent right and so yeah and so i think that's where politics comes in and mm-hmm. that's where a lot of like the holding back came from and like i said i'm not the best spokesperson sure. because i really don't know and i i'm a little bit naive when it comes to that stuff and i feel like once i'm further down the line of my career i would have a better understanding of this topic sure and like i guess the way to relate it back to yours is like if someone was able to come up with a massive breakthrough in the disease you're trying to i I don't know is it cure the right word that you're trying to cure or alter i guess yeah (laughs) 
further, I guess further understand if that's, that's probably okay. the best way. Further understand. Further yeah. understand. So if like someone across the world made a breakthrough in further understanding this disease, is that like yeah. good news for you? Or are you like, fuck, I was supposed to be the guy. <laughs> so, ooh, okay. That, that, that brings me up to, a, that brings uh, me up to a like, really good topic where, uh, you know, I, like I said, when I first joined, it really was like the pure interest of science. And I thought it was going to be very collaborative, like we're going to help each other, but it really is. It's very competitive. Like mm. in, in academia, the, the way to get, I guess, um, recognized, like the currency within academia is publishing papers, ah. you know, think of like, think of like publishing papers as a, like, um, a science report on steroids. But it's to tell the whole world, like, hey, I made this discovery. Here's what I did. And you you meticulously write out everything that you did for that experiment so that other people can replicate it, other people can critique your methods and whatnot. Um, and when another group who is studying the same thing that you're studying publishes a paper first, the term is, like, getting scooped. Like, <gasps> oh, my gosh, I just got scooped. And that <sighs> is, like, a researcher's worst nightmare mm. to get scooped because now like your project isn't as imp i wouldn't say as important but it's not as well recognized as the first mm. paper that published it mm. i mean and that so, always goes back to like do you want to be the first or do you want to be the best because just being the first yes. doesn't always necessarily mean you're the best mm -hmm. and so um when there's always like this push of when i was in my lab um, when I was, when I'm like working on this project, there's always this push from my higher ups to like, you know, work harder, work faster because yeah. we don't want to get scooped. Right. And so that, I think that's where sometimes academia can get a little unhealthy where like boundaries mm. are crossed, mental, you know, mental burnout. And mm. then, um, people aren't understanding other people's mental health and whatnot. So that's where like some researchers need to draw the line of like, okay, like, let me back off. And mm. so there's this idea, there's this, it's, it's very well known that like sometimes grad school can be very, very toxic because mm. these bosses aren't understanding uh, their grad students like uh, mental health. Well, I mean, that kind of brings me into like a sharp left turn that um, I want to talk about, about like you specifically being in this field. Like, I don't know if you know this, but you're gay. And you're also Asian. What? I know. I, I'm gay? I'm so excited to be the one to tell <laughs> you this news. Like, what an honor. Um, and, like, as a queer person myself, like, I know what it's like to be uh, politicized in it, but also, like, celebrated. And so you're giving me both fully right now. My hands are not warmed up. I haven't stretched this morning yet. Um, but, like... Tell me about it. You're a gay Asian scientist. What does that mean for you? I'm gay Asian. Oh, um, <laughs> baby. It means I'm a unicorn. No, uh, yes. I mean, <laughs> uh, it, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm in a really good lab because everyone is just kind of like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and I think, like, I hear other labs of, like, oh, yeah, there's some people in my department who's, like, a little homophobic or <gasps> is, like, anti-Asian, like, at other institutions. But I'm at a really good place where everyone is just so supportive mm. and so uplifting. And, um, I mean, if if I got any hate, 
quote unquote hate, it's probably from like social media of like, mm. um, ew, this, ew, why is he gay? And it's like little kids <laughs> or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, and those stuff, like, I'm not phased by it, like, ew, he's a faggot. It's like, yes. And, and? <laughs> <laughs> your point. Yes. yes Astute like, observation. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm a faggot. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're giving me facts. So what's the point? <laughs> like, yes. Do you, I mean, do you want me to make it even more obvious? Like, I know I'm gay. Okay. And yeah. So, I mean, and I, I don't get phased uh, by those comments or like, Oh, he's Asian. Like, yes, I'm Asian. Um, if anything, I think it's it's really important that I keep making this content so that other gay Asian scientists know that, like, oh wow, like there are other people like me around the world, and he's he's quote unquote big, and he's making on TikTok, and it's you know I definitely want to make sure that like I'm able to represent scientists in a good light and really show that scientists come in all shapes, sizes, uh, genders, orientations, and whatnot. That's so <laughs> freaking important because it is so true that like it's stereotypical media presents scientists in such a way, whether I feel like the stereotype is like an Asian stereotype or like an old white guy with a beard. And I don't yeah. think I've yeah. ever, <laughs> nothing that comes straight to mind have I ever seen a, a gay scientist like maybe there was like queer hinting at people in science or like you know they were that like had other <laughs> women roommates yes <laughs> they're like besties exactly and i feel like that's what you're doing is so freaking important to show people that like you don't at all have to fit into this mold or like you know science is so like rigid and meticulous and it doesn't seem like there can be any fun and when i think of gay people i'm like we're a no pun intended like an ass load of fun and so i think it's so important for you to keep showing that this can be something that people can do and have fun and still keep their identity as a part of their work like do you feel at all that your identities have helped you be as good of a scientist as you are or like even to the contrary has anything have you felt like ha has oh it no hurt i don't think at all? um me being me has not <laughs> hurt my career i mean if anything um i've been told that i am too much sometimes and uh, yeah i was like mm. but these are like <sighs> older people within my institution who are just like very traditional like Back in my day, science was like this, and it's we don't do anything else. <laughs> and, and so I think they're just unfamiliar with this new territory. And so I I just try to give them benefit of the doubt that like, okay, they're just not understanding. And so that's where I come in. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna like turn it out. I'm gonna ka -ka 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 boom. And I'm gonna change <laughs> I'm gonna change your mind. Uh -uh. Yeah. So like once again, that doesn't like bother me or phase me. If anything, it just allows me to put my teacher pants yeah. on and continue being me and further show them um, and showcase that I'm still capable, that it's not going to hinder me from doing my experiments. Um, if anything, I think 
I am showing science in a good light and I'm making it more fun, making it more accessible. So, you know, like let, let your negativity be my fuel to keep doing this. <laughs> mm. I just, I feast on negativity of trolls. I eat it for fucking breakfast. So speaking yes. of fun, let's talk about Lab Shenanigans. First of all, what a fun name. Ooh. But what is okay, it so and what Lab Shenanigans, um, it started out uh, with honestly just me fucking around in lab and just joking around. I, I make all my videos, most of them <laughs> like late at night. And I would uh, just literally, the, the first couple of videos, I would just dance and just prance around in lab turning some some objects into outfits like we have a we have like a cardboard box for broken glass and then that box is picked up once a month and we had like an empty cardboard broken glass box and so i decided to turn that into an outfit and i took a picture of it <laughs> and so that yes. you know that was kind of my content early on and i couldn't think of a really good name when I was making all these content. And so I made a separate social media account on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and whatnot. And I was like, okay, for now, like, I'm just gonna name myself Lab Shenanigans. It'll just be a placeholder until I find a better name. And <laughs> um, a couple of years have passed and I can't think of a better name. And so I just kept with Lab Shenanigans. <laughs> so I kept, no, with, I kept up with like, I kept that name Lab Shenanigans. And then probably like a year into making this content, I gained a lot of followers over time and I got like a lot of positive feedback, but I think it reached to a point where like, I didn't just want to keep, I guess, like memeing around on, on social media. I, uh, maybe it's like my inner scientist self, but I wanted to make a difference and, you know, some can argue that. <laughs> Making funny content is yeah. making a difference online, uh, but but for me, I'm green. I sure. want more. I want to. <laughs> I wanted to try to like make a, a difference by um, trying to make my content a bit more educational. Definitely keeping the entertaining factor in there. Maybe a little less shenanigany, but more sciencey, more educational, and so my content definitely steered in that direction over the past couple of years. And I just kept pretty much going at it. And I've been just getting more and more positive feedback. And so I feel like, you know, once this grows bigger and bigger and bigger, I yeah. definitely want to, at the end of the day, like hopefully get my own TV show, YouTube series, whatever that is. Um, and maybe I'm hinting at something right now. Maybe I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ah! Uh, if we get an exclusive little much, nugget, maybe, uh, maybe a little, maybe a little mm, TV mm. show. We love we don't tight know. lips. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god! I can't believe. I mean, like, yes, I can believe because it's 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 so exactly what you're doing is so important and like you and your identity and like the brand you've created <laughs> is so fun. And I think that that's so important. And so like, you kind of already answered my last question, but it was going to be like, what's next for you as a scientist and also Ooh, you okay. as so a creator? I like definitely. I've always been one to keep 
a lot of things on my plate. And so I like keeping myself busy, juggling a lot of things. And so uh, I am planning to uh, go into a PhD program. And that is a long-term goal, go into a PhD program. And then uh, continue these brand sponsorships and also keep collaborating with a lot of brands. And then with my background in theater to really, like, I really want to inch towards television and definitely, I mean, like I said, I'm hinting towards something, but I really want to keep, uh, <laughs> I definitely want to like, step into like television, uh, long form video content and it's, everything's been going very, very well so far. And so I think I, I'm very happy with how things turned out, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's the next steps for me. Oh, Oh my gosh, your like life is just coming together in such a beautiful like packaged way. Like you're achieving oh. all your dreams and you're being who you authentically are and like people are rewarding you for that. And we just absolutely oh, love that thank for you. you. So like much. Thank you. Oh my god. Okay, well, for any of the confidants who are like interested now and just like eating num 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 all about so, your science, where can we find you? Media. You can find me. Uh, it is at lap underscore shenanigans on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, OnlyFans. I'm kidding. I don't have OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> but yes, find me on those social media platforms and Snapchat too, I guess. Slap underscore shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. All of those will be linked below, obviously, <laughs> including the OnlyFans that we're definitely going to create for you, like you doing things like with a beaker and like precarious positions. Uh, so make sure to follow Darian and all the things that he's doing and confidants. Don't forget, yes. should yes. they, should they rate this I podcast really five stars? Time. Did you have a fun like... time? <laughs> I'm like it's forcing like, you. Like, I'm like, tell like, them you had a good time. We're just like, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> bye no confidants go rate this five stars i don't see why like use it as a little science experiment to like see the qualitative data of what i might be i don't know i'm trying to use science terms to say like just go rate this podcast that yes, would be super please. helpful five stars confidants. five stars uh thanks darian and confidants we Ta -ta. will see you next week Ta -ta.